Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, your weekly insight into island sport, brought to you in association with Upgrade Fitness. My name is Tony Kerr, and with me for this one is Gareth the Prevo. Hi, Tony. How are you doing, Gareth? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. A bit cold. A bit cold, <laughs> bit of snow on the ground in the higher parishes this morning. Yeah, well, you saw it, I didn't. I'm yeah. down at Kobo, so there was nothing to see around there apart from puddles. <laughs> well, and puddles have uh, been the sort of bane of our lives, really, haven't they, in the last few weeks? Yes, yeah, again, I've got another sort of free evening, which when I was supposed to be out reporting on sport, just because, uh, yeah, waterlogged pitches and things like that, it's... Uh, you don't mind it a couple of for a couple of weeks, but it just seems to be a bit non-stop at the moment. And trying to get sport on is uh, can be somewhat frustrating. But uh, fingers crossed, uh, the indoor sports and a lot of other things will be um, really rolling back into action now that uh, the festive period's over. Yeah, the indoor sports definitely feeling probably quite smug at this time of year. As they do <laughs> probably at this time of year every and anywhere year. with a three G pitch, I think. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it is all kind of uh, ramping back up, isn't it? After Christmas uh, this weekend, we've got. Well, the return of rugby uh, to Foots Lane, and as we say, uh, the indoor sports as well, and basketball, uh, top flight basketball uh, coming back, netball as well. So yeah, lots going on. Yeah, and a bit of hockey as well. So yeah, things are um, getting back to normal, shall we say, after the Christmas period. Absolutely. And the other thing that uh, we look forward to at this time of year, of course, is well, it's very much sort of Channel and Sports Awards season. Um, we've got the Guernsey Sports Commission Sporting Achievement Awards on Thursday night. Um, we've got the um, Channel Line Sports Awards next month, which are back in Guernsey. I think the shortlist for that come out in maybe next week. Um, but yeah, Thursday night uh, is the Sports Commission Awards. And we've also got our own award to hand out, uh, which will be happening next week. Um, our own Sporting Achievement Award. Mm. Uh, which is probably the big one, isn't it? Well, it is. Yeah, it is for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably well, the heaviest award. Uh, it, it's cool. it's pretty um, substantial. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a no, it's a nice trophy, but it's certainly uh, it, you need a, a decent uh, cabinet shelf to keep it on because it uh, weighs quite a lot. Yeah, last year's winner uh, Anthony Armstrong from Guernsey Raiders. Um, he dropped the trophy in this week. It was sat on my desk for a little while. It's probably the closest I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, we're going to be handing out that next week and um yeah the guernsey sports commission sporting achievement awards as we say happening on thursday um so that's gonna be a good night lots to celebrate of course island games and uh off island success as well so we'll have uh, plenty of coverage of that um on our social media channels on thursday night and also um in the paper uh towards the end of the week um we're not joined by Jamie right now, but he was away uh, in Hampshire over the weekend uh, at the Hampshire Cross Country Championships, which was uh, yeah, a really good one um, for Guernsey's athletes. Uh, I think Jamie was saying he covered more ground probably than anyone else uh, in the teams, uh, kind of running around Fairthorn Manor, uh, which was uh, yeah, predictably pretty muddy. But yeah, really good results. Uh, and we're going to speak to uh, Lee Merrion, uh, of course, Guernsey uh, distance running great, um, who uh, is joining us in the studio for a chat to look back at uh, that weekend where he led Guernsey's men to well second ever team gold um, and also talk about what else he's got going on at the moment as he uh, well sort of makes a, a bit of a triumphant return to running which is really good to see yeah it's sort of he's that sort of um, personality Lee that if he's sort of part of a team like that they all seem to just improve because he is part of their team I mean obviously you expect whenever Lee hits the start line no matter how much training he's been doing you almost expect him to run well but um, yeah, he's that sort of presence, you know, an Olympian as part of your club, uh, that when you're part of a team with him, you raise your game as well. And it's obviously um, great to see him and, and the guys sort of perform so well last weekend in Hampshire. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. 
Welcome back. Our thanks once again to Upgrade Fitness for their support of the show. Um, JV Ingrid is here um, to talk athletics, specifically cross country, because uh, yeah, JV, as I said before, um, you racked up the miles following around <laughs> yeah. our athletes uh, at the weekend. Yeah, no, but it is well worth it. Um, I think I, as many of us, did have our doubts going into the championships because we seem to have quite, we seem to be on quite shaky ground with our team, like injuries, niggles all over the place. So for Guernsey to come out with our best performance of all time we're sort of tying our gold medal in 2016 yeah that was an incredibly pleasant surprise just word on the conditions how challenging was it because it has obviously tipped it down for what feels like months now well as a spectator i was extremely grateful it wasn't actually raining during the race or really during the day at all but i mean we've had it tipping down for weeks as you say so the ground is going to be a bit soft very challenging in places i think we got a picture of pete amy who <laughs> i think i caught him on the worst possible part of the course and he seems to be like basically submerged yeah you... but yeah <laughs> um there was another weird place where you basically had to run through a stream there's just constant cascade of water going down there and yeah you're sort of getting your ankle deep in that um yeah it's variable conditions on course but generally it was did not look like easy going well fair play to everyone who got round for sure um as you say it was a really good result for well guernsey's men uh, guernsey's vets as well um for the juniors um, just a quick word on pete amy because um yeah it was a particularly sort of notable outing for him and, and one he'll i'm sure savor Oh, I'm sure others will agree. I'm sure others will agree, but yeah, I think he's a massive inspiration. He's battled cancer for years now, but he's just kept going, kept really positive spirit, and he's continued to churn out some really impressive athletics performances. He joined forces with a strong veterans team. Obviously, we have to credit Lee Merriam for being a big part of that. But yeah, they came out with a team gold, which obviously is a massive. Yeah, it's just a massive send off for him before he goes and gets a major operation from which he hopes to continue running, but. There's no guarantee uh, that will take place within the next month. Oh, well, we wish Pete uh, all the very best. Um, you mentioned Lee Marion there, Jamie, of course, um, yeah, leading the way for Guernsey. Great to see him back in a, in a Guernsey vest uh, at the Hampshire Cross Country Championships. And he joined us um, a short time ago um, to talk about the weekend, to talk about the performances of the juniors uh, and athletics in Guernsey as a whole. Um, it was a really interesting conversation. Um, so here it is. Lee, welcome to the pod. Great to see you. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for coming in. Fresh from uh, an outing in Hampshire uh, in, in the mud at the weekend. Yeah. Um, it sounded like a really good, uh, well, it was a really good uh, weekend all round for, for Guernsey there. Um, yeah, just uh, tell us about how it went from your perspective. Yeah, yeah, really well uh, from an individual perspective and a team perspective and a, and even sort of a, I think from a development perspective as well across a you know, number of juniors um, we took to the event. More so, we took more juniors this year and seniors, which is um partly because we had a few less seniors just deciding not to go this year but also we were you know quite keen to encourage more to get involved but I think uh from the sounds of it they had a positive experience both in terms of successes but also just enjoying the weekend and uh the event and being part of a team so yeah fantastic and you led the way uh with seventh overall um for the men um but the rest of the Guernsey kind of pack weren't far behind you I mean who who, uh, who were you kind of aware of uh during the race um, well, I knew that Alex would um, would run well, and uh, sort of half joked with him that. Uh, well, I say joked. Actually, I was fairly serious. That I said, "You're going to be ahead of me today," because I wasn't quite sure how I would go because I had a bit of an injury leading into the race. Um, but uh, probably the surprise run was um, in a good way was um, Sam Leslie, who was our second scorer, who was just pip- pipping Alex um, on the line. So, um, but overall, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a good but probably surprising um, outcome in the end, really, for the, the for the team on the men's side. Yeah, Jamie, you were there kind of racking up the miles with the camera in hand. <laughs> <Yeah. I think. laughs> 
Well, I think in the end, I ran about eight miles up and down the course, holding my <laughs> camera, taking pictures, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, so I guess going into the weekend, I think surprise is possibly a good word because I know we had a bit of uncertainty, uncertainty surrounding our team. I know you had a... You had a niggle over Christmas, didn't you? Yeah, I missed a couple of weeks. I didn't train properly for just from Christmas, just before Christmas up until the race. So um, I think if I'm, if I'm really honest, if I'd... Uh, if it had been a local race, I probably wouldn't have run um, just because you're already booked on travel and going. And there was also the added thing of um, uh, with Pete running and we needed Ford to score in that team. Um, yeah, it was uh, a needs must sort of thing. So, <laughs> so pleased I did. <laughs> yeah, so I guess uh, to actually come out with our best results since 2016, obviously getting a goal is massive. And also uh, just off the background of like various niggles and setbacks. Yeah, I mean, how... How much did you actually anticipate getting a result like that? Uh, I don't think anybody expected to, uh, to us to win the event. Um, uh, I think m the most expe expectation probably was, well, if it goes quite well, we should should pick up uh, at least a bronze maybe or, a, or even a silver for the team event. Um, on the veteran side, I suppose there's an expectation to probably win more because there's uh, um, a few less in that field and we've got, we had some strong vet runners. Um, but there was, I don't think anybody expected a team victory. We probably benefited a little bit from, there's a little bit of a splint uh, in the, the Winchester side that they've split into two clubs. Um, I think probably had they not, they well would have been the team victors. But obviously um, it's a team event. So you've got to put your, you've got to put, you have your six strongest runners across the line. So um, to stand a chance of, uh, of taking the team victory and uh, yeah, a surprise, but a nice surprise. Yeah, as you say, you know, not as many senior runners in total as, as perhaps previously, and, and and not as many as the junior um, contingent. Mm. Um, but to come away with a gold medal, um, it must kind of underline the strength that there is in Guernsey running. Yeah, and I think um, it's interesting because the, the um, myself aside, it's six to score in the um, in the senior men's race, and um, whilst I was one of the scorers, the other five scorers were obviously all Guernsey athletes, but they're based in the UK. So um, it's great that we can have those sort of events that pull together you know our our runners are our best island runners from not just on island runners um we've got obviously got some people that were missing through injury and through choice but um be able to better call upon i think they're all in their 20s as well so i was sort of looking at the other day the you know the whilst probably the team of 2016 was stronger um those guys were all in their 30s um other than maybe one of the guys whereas i was the only person i'm not even in my 30s anymore <laughs> but, um, all those guys are in their 20s um so yeah potential to get stronger obviously as the as the years go on as well so and you get a sense that for those guys kind of wherever they go in life that there's still that kind of real strong Guernsey club connection yeah I think we've always had that with like the Hampshire championships which is really nice so um you know there comes a certain point where you get to a certain level in the past with myself and you, you can't always do some of the club events because you're you're not even on island or whatnot but something like Hampshire's it just falls at a good time of year that it suits most endurance athletes to turn out for something like that unless you're really adverse to cross country then and most people will, I think. So yeah, I was listening to an interview with Seb Coe the other day, and he was you know talking about coming through and uh, sort of back then the significance of cross country and how much of a kind of that was the the, the sort of gold standard certainly for kind of clubs in the north of England that, that that was that was that was the most important thing first was was be a champion on the cross country and then whatever you do on the track. Yeah, I think that from. sort of history of uh, cross country and the, you know the old days of the Steve Ovette winning the national cross country. And he was an eight, you know considered an eight hundred meter runner at the time. Not something you see now very often, but it's something that's um, that's talked about in terms of the history and the sort of the endurance work that even the uh, the more speed based guys um, 
tended to do. Uh, and it's not that they do it now, but there's obviously so much more on offer with indoors and um, and and the, obviously the, the the demands, if you like, on from sponsors and road racing and and uh, and whatnot. So it's probably a little bit different, but but yeah, it's still something that's probably close to my heart because I've always enjoyed it. Um, something that got me sort of beyond island level I suppose in the first instance running for Hampshire as an under 13 boy so um, it's always something that I like to go back to when, when I can. And speaking of sort of junior runners then yeah I mean what, what did you make of how, how they performed because you had some really good results? Yeah we had some fabulous results in the juniors and um, we had a lot of under we particularly sort of pushed the under 13 not pushed but you know encouraged to get as many as we could sort of involved um, from the social and competitive uh, benefits of uh, going away and being part of a team which you don't get to do very often in running it's normally a bit of a solo sport isn't it and um, and I've always had fond memories of those trips, and um, hope, hopefully they will too. But we had some great, we had some great runs across the age groups, yeah. And presumably for them, that having those kind of enjoying that kind of success at county level is only going to motivate them and spur them on to to stay with the sport and sort of give them that fire. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it certainly did for me, and I think um, it's it's not necessarily about you know picking up individual medals and things, which which is great that we did. But being part of a team, um, contributing to that team, even if you weren't a scorer, you're contributing in a positive w- or can contribute in a positive way by um, just being part of the group. Um, and uh, I think that showed at, uh, at the weekend. And uh, yeah, I hope they were inspired to kind of come back and do more of it and uh, continue in the sport. But yeah, obviously going back to the veterans, I know a massive part of a weekend was kind of giving Pete Amy a good send off before he goes and has a major operation, which he's hoping to carry on running afterwards. But it, yeah. There's no absolute guarantee. I guess, yeah, how much does it mean to you actually getting on the podium with Pete and getting that veteran gold? Yeah, well, I, I, I can maybe thank Pete for, uh, ironically, probably for the uh, uh, for, for me turning me turning out in the sense of the team round. Because, um, like I said before, I think um, I, I probably wouldn't have turned out because of the injury um, had, it, had it not been for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, it was something that, myself and, and clearly the other two guys that were we, there's, there's only four of us and why did one of us pulled out um we wouldn't have picked up a um a medal and indeed obviously team gold in the vetch team i don't think um so we did have five actually but uh, um but i think uh taking out one of the stronger runners would have made the team significantly um worse off so it was um yeah something that we all felt that we wanted to do and um and give give pete uh, that medal and a good send-off and i think um yeah, I think we're all pleased with uh, the outcome. So, and I guess, yeah, what can you say about Pete? Because I, I mean, I think he's rightly hailed as an inspiration just the way he carries on. And he's got such a positive spirit about it all, despite the difficulties he faces. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think um, everyone knows him pretty well, and um, he's been quite sort of public with his challenges and stuff. And uh, but in a very positive way, you know, he's he's keeping people up to date with what's going on. But it's he's never downbeat about it. He's um, he's always uh, he's you know he's coming out fighting, as it were, and. Um, and he shows that in his running as well, and um, and hence was rewarded with, with some some great runs over the recent recent weeks, um, both in the local series and uh, at Hampshire as well. So it's one of the things about Guernsey, isn't it? So sort of driving around, you kind of see see athletes, particularly runners and cyclists. You know, constantly uh, constantly see Pete absolutely motoring along the pavement. Yeah. At times. It's quite incredible. Um, I mean, in terms of your own sort of return to running and the fact that you're kind of back involved in, in you know, in sort of representing the island, how much of, of seeing what Pete has done in the last couple of years has, has sort of, I, I don't know, motivated you to to kind of give it a go again and get back involved? Yeah, I think it's played a part. Absolutely. It's, it's always inspiring to see others kind of still doing it and doing it well. Um, uh, I think for me, I sort of I sort of, uh, I sort of set off Mike before I sort of still consider myself retired, really. I 
cross country always kind of draws me in a little bit because it was kind of my sort of first positive experience of running both I mean I only I joined the athletics club via doing the school's cross country event and got an invite because I did quite well and my first positive experience off island was the Hampshire cross country championships as an under 13 boy so um, I think I'll, I'll always re- sort of return to that and I sort of like it as well because it's I'm slower now than I was and I'm not I'm only I'm not going to get any faster because um, I'm not doing as much training I'm not sort of fully engrossed in it like I was but um I, I, you know it's, it's less measurable the road racing uh you know it's about times whereas cross country it's about places and the team and um and uh staying on your feet <laughs> um in the case of some of the races that we've done but um but yeah that sort of side sort of still draws me in if i'm able to run regularly and and, and contribute um as well which obviously been able to do this time around so yeah and obviously you're sort of heavily involved still with coaching and 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 the youth development as well um just tell us about what what your kind of role involves at the moment and and how much time you're you're sort of dedicated to that yeah i mean i don't i do a little bit for the club i don't know there's there's plenty of people doing a lot more than me to be honest um but um yeah i've helped a little bit over the last few years with the schools program doing a little bit less of that now um but um help a little bit on the coaching side across different age groups um but um but relatively small if i'm honest like uh yeah I, i'm sort of busy with other things too and um but there's also we've got and we've got a number of volunteers who put more than their fair share shift in there than compared compared to what i do but um it's nice to be able to play a sort of small part some some shape or form and um i'd like to always stay involved with the sport in some some capacity obviously sort of last couple of weeks been looking back on 2023 and there was no doubt the highlight was the island games which was it was a great games all round um, really good for uh, athletics and guernsey as well and what what did you make of just the way I, I guess the club came together to produce a fantastic team on the track um and well across the events but also that the public engaged with it because it must be a real high watermark for athletics and guernsey oh yeah absolutely i mean um you know actually at the cross country event at the weekend we were, um myself and Pauline girl were talking with um uh, sort of prominent UK coach who's um, who's part of the Hampshire Hampshire scene, and um, I don't think he could believe when we told him that we're about somewhere between three and four thousand people down there on the Monday night for the athletics finals. Um, you know, I think um, you know there's UK events in athletics that that crave those kind of numbers. So to have that for an, for an Ireland Games, um, I mean, I've probably the close. I, it was it's certainly the biggest crowds I've seen in an Ireland Games um, for for our sport. Um, the closest I probably got was Orland, twenty nine, uh, two, no, sorry, two thousand and nine, I think it was. Um, and there was a full stand there, but but nothing, I think, on the level that we saw at Foot Slane across well a number of days, to be fair. Um, but particularly that Monday night. But I think that just sort of shows the draw of some of the some of the the athletes that we've got and the likes of the Chalmers boys and Abby and um, and there's, there's a number of other people there. I mean, like, I'm going to forget people if I start listing names, but um, yeah, we've got a, sort of a real kind of golden new golden era i suppose i know it's been talked about before but um um, particularly on the sort of the the sort of power based um side at the moment um and it's yeah it's exciting because you know we're in the past you know to see an athlete compete at the highest level was fairly infrequent and we've now got people doing it on a regular basis um and hopefully that'll be like that for the next 10 years or so or more you know for the next crop but um Certainly, they are an inspiration. Certainly for our for our current current juniors and whatnot coming through. So, yeah, is it too early to say what kind of impact that will have had on on the club, or have you noticed a, a bounce in terms of numbers and enthusiasm? It's yeah, it's hard to tell because I think like my my own personal view on uh, I remember someone talking about the sort of like 2012 legacy, and it was kind of like I don't sometimes feel like you can 
fully measure that because some you, you often see after a, a major games a sort of spike like when they talked about London 2012 there was a spike in certain sports being taken off and often once that honeymoon period um, surpasses that um, the numbers sort of return to sort of normal but but it's when you hear stories of athletes when they think about that little spark of enthusiasm of watching you know a, a Mo Farah or a Jess Innes on TV and you don't I don't think you'll be able to fully measure that until you, well, I mean, you can measure it, right? But you don't know what the full impact of that ever will truly be, I think. But it's only when you hear the stories about athletes saying they watch so-and-so or Seb Co on telly or you know, Steve Ovette, and that might well be different athletes. And I think, I'm hoping that'll be the case with certain, you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds that have been maybe watching some of the Island Games will just be inspired to to get involved. They might already be in the sport, but it might be just that little spark of inspiration that that stays with them for the next 10, 20 years. Gets them through those sort of tough sessions, and yeah, yeah, just kind of, well, yeah, just to kind of think like you know, I, I, to aspire to be uh, competing at that sort of level and indeed beyond. You know, so the Island Games, I think, has got much, much, especially in athletics, there's some events that are. They're actually well, like they've got world class athletes in. Um, there's some events that are a bit weaker than others, but um, it's a real, quite unique event, but a real, a really inspiring event, I think, for for people in athletics on a local level to be part of, and potentially as a stepping stone for even further achievements. But but even our, you know, even our best, you know, as you pointed out, a lot of our best athletes, it, uh, were taking part, all if not all of our best athletes. Um, so they wanted to be part of that, even though they probably, you know, we had Alistair was competing at the, um, you know, winning British titles only a few days before and then coming out to compete at the Games because he really wanted to. And uh, I think, I don't think they'll regret it when they, given the, the fact they had the crowds that you've never seen before at an Island Games. Yeah, you wouldn't want to miss that. No. Uh, among like numerous, well, there was too, there's too many highlights to name really from the week. But one of, one of my favourite little moments was after Abby Galpin won, won her individual gold, um, kind of running along the, the in front of the stand and there was like, I don't know, a crowd of sort of 15 or 16 youngsters waiting and to high five <laughs> every single one uh, she gave a high five to. And yeah, it's those kind of moments I think that, uh, that they'll remember, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my kids were there and uh, I think it was a real like pop star moment for some of our athletes who probably <laughs> haven't experienced that type of thing before and may never will at an Island Games. Um, but and I, think, I think that's why I've just so massive, like incredible that there's the a Guernsey public that came and supported it. Um, I hope it happens again at other games, but you kind of really feel like we've just done it so well. Can anyone really match that? But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there was lots, some of the kids being inspired by it. Um, my daughter, uh, I mean, she's she likes athletics, but at the time of that week, she was sort of all over it in terms of like she had a Guernsey vest, she's getting the athletes to sign it and things. So uh, um, I'm hoping that there, you know, there were. Uh, there's no hoping there. There were so many other kids there, just really loving being part of that moment. And it comes around every two years, so it's not too far away. Yeah. So. Well, the the future uh, for the Island Games, um, yeah, it looks quite exciting as well. Orkney, and then a bit of a change, isn't it? And two years after that, with Pharaohs stepping in. Mm. Um, so that's two great, two great venues. Uh, any danger of you uh, gracing those? Do you know? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But um, uh, the bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I've had, I've done my fair share of yeah. games. I mean, I, I'll never say never, but it's not really on my. I must admit, it's not really on my radar. I'm, I, I don't know. I think I'm. Uh, I, I, I'm doing a bit of cross country, but like I said, I still consider myself retired. So uh, <laughs> we won't put too uh, much pressure. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, what in terms of the sort of wider picture for Guernsey athletes? Obviously, with the Commonwealth Games situation looking so uncertain, and mm. it would be a great shame if that was to kind of fall off the calendar. Mm. Is that is that a worry for you in terms of the sort of motivation for for the the athletes at the very top end of of local sport to have that kind of carrot? Yeah, I don't know about other sports. I think for our sport, it, it'd be a real shame because I've got some some real. I mean, for me. The, the first Commonwealth Games in Manchester 
felt like a bit of a springboard. I got a bit of a taste for competing in, in a big stadium, the big crowds, and um, really wanted more of that and knew I needed to raise my game in order to, to achieve that. But it's given me some some of the, my best moments in sport. Um, so it would be a shame to lose that. But at the same time, I think, you know, we've got the athletes that are sort of the standard you're required to get to that. You know, you're really, we're talking national standard in our sport or beyond. Um, so that there'll be plenty of other opportunities on a national level and beyond. Indeed, international with some of our guys that are already you know, competed at recent Olympics and world championships and whatnot. So, um, but absolutely, I think, yeah, it would be a real shame. I think uh, it, it's not, I think it's one of those things where when I was younger that, um, it was like oh, I've done Nylon Games. The next expression should be a Commonwealth Games, and that's not quite right. It, you know, it's a real jump up in standard. I think um, the people that do that and, and without having maybe competed on properly on the national stage is kind of I think not quite right personally. But um, but you know, for our sport, the standards are so hot. The standards to compete because there was quota systems to kind of keep the numbers down meant that you had to be at, you've got to be at that sort of level. So um, it just provides another really good international competition, which would be a shame if we didn't have. Lee, you mentioned the Olympics uh, before. Obviously, it's Olympic year. Um, uh, hopefully, we might have one or two uh, athletes there. Mm. Um, we wish them all the best with their with, with their kind of uh, efforts to get to Paris. Um, but for you, what what kind of memories and sort of uh, emotions does it does it trigger? Um, yeah, obviously, good ones. Um, it, yeah, and he said like yesterday. Sometimes when you see some of the little things flash up, uh, my wife showed me something. I think was it last night. Someone had posted up, and it was a. And sort of a, after the London Marathon and finding out about qualification and at the time I didn't know I was selected but it, it still brought back some of those sort of memories of all the process and, the, and uh, it went through to kind of to get there but um, yeah I mean the game is just uh, is an amazing experience if anyone ever gets the experience to see it in person or uh, experience it as an athlete it's obviously a, uh, a whole new level but um, yeah I, I think it'd be great if we've got some more Guernsey athletes there and continue that trend that we seem to have had in athletics over the last it feels like what now is it 20 years almost I think uh, 16 maybe um, but yeah to have that tradition and Sunday I think just shows how strong our sport um, is to be able to be producing people at world class level um, you know on every Olympic cycle almost so um, yeah I'll be there in Paris as well it's not competing yeah. yeah we've got tickets with family and friends so uh, um, yeah it's, uh, the it's, athletics yeah Fantastic! Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a hell of a hell of a week or hell of a ten days, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. And in terms of like how things have changed, I mean, you mentioned sort of golden generation or golden era of Guernsey athletics now, and then it seems like in island sport we've got a lot of like there were maybe sort of ten or fifteen years ago. There's a, there's a real crop of um, of kind of uh, sports people in, in a few different sports really making a mm. good curve it at, at yeah. the top level or towards the top level. Do do you think it's got easier or harder for the local? Um, for Guernsey athletes across the sport, but particularly in athletics, to make that jump is the is the connection to the, I suppose the the bridge that you've got to cross. Is it is it kind of is it easier now or harder than when you were coming through? Yeah, I don't know actually. I think um, I think it's about the individual. I think like for me, it, you know, I, I was fortunate. I managed to get some sponsorship and things, which helps. And I think, and that was before the travel costs spiraled crazily like it has done now, which is obviously one of the main issues I would say for a lot of sports and in mine ours but um, for me yeah travel wasn't quite so pricey then but I, I was also at a time when um, sort of altitude training camps and things that became available to athletes um, sort of on the crest of that sort of level and um, so that's about timing and just a bit of luck more than anything else because the funding was there the sport at the moment doesn't have a lot of funding nationally unfortunately so 
but I do think it's about the individual and the character and the people they have around them. So we've got people with experience and within the sport that want to that want to see people thrive at the highest level. Um, but yeah, obviously, like family, friends, and those things play a massive role in trying to you know play it, uh, encourage um, and support. Um, but with the right attitude, I don't think the finance side of it is necessarily a. I think that will that will find you if you if you're persistent enough. Um, you do the work to be and just and stick at it and be resilient. Um, it took me a little while, I suppose. Um, I didn't really know anything else, but I just sort of plugged away at it, <laughs> yeah. and then the opportunities came, kind of thing. And um, obviously, I guess it's different in every sport, but in our sport, the, the, the pathway is clear in sense. You know, it's 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 a a sport where if you you're throwing jumping running fast enough you you're good enough kind of thing so it's it's fairly clear on who's good enough but that requires a substantial amount of work to get there and it's not something that happens in one or two seasons it's year on year but we've got a sport structure i think in place locally that allows people to continue with the sport if the desire is there for them so yeah i hope so and i hope we'll see more people kind of continue to to do well at uh you know Guernsey always I think it was that thing floated about punching above its weight I don't know when that's when then we lose that tag and say actually we're just <laughs> yeah. we're just really strong at sport if yeah. we um uh, for uh for whatever for the, for the variety of reasons that we've got here um there'll always be um there'll always be challenges but that's kind of without the challenges if it's thrown on a plate for you I don't think that necessarily means you're gonna you're gonna necessarily see more success sometimes I think you need those challenges to identify the people that have got the right strength of character to achieve at the highest level so um sometimes that's finances sometimes that's training sometimes it's getting out when it's you're on your own and it's miserable weather you know so yeah, yeah. and i wouldn't want to reduce everything to guernsey v jersey um but when you look at the success that guernsey athletics has had and the kind of culture around athletics compared to to the sister island it does seem like we're getting a lot right and have been for quite a while yeah it's, that's it is strange because i think um in terms of juniors jersey have nearly always matched us if not some better better than us either it's kind of taken those juniors through into the senior ranks where they seem to have struggled a little bit more um um they they have they don't seem to have much of a uh, i could be wrong but certainly on the, the, the i've got to have i coach some athletes in jersey on the endurance side so i have a little bit of an insight on that but they don't seem to have the that sort of scene for the seniors to come and get together you know we take the hampshire thing that we we're talking about earlier that you know with that sort of team ethos kind of thing doesn't sort of exists properly in Jersey at the moment and hasn't done probably for the last 20 odd years and I think that impacts them on the sprints and jumps I don't know like they've certainly had a, they've had some great throwers and they've, they've gone on and won medals at nationals so yeah they've got a good history of that so um quite often it you know it takes to have that coach or that person there and, and those people to to bring the next crop on sort of thing so for whatever reason they haven't managed that at the moment but um I don't think it's through lack of junior athletes yeah. at the right level so uh um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, if that changes or develops in the coming coming decade. Really, so. I guess that ethos is sort of if you if you lose it, it's probably hard to get back. So for for Guernsey to have that that club, yeah, sometimes spirit. I guess it comes. Yeah, like we've had that spirit for you know from when I was a junior, um, and it stayed there. And it's you know thanks to people like Paul Ingrell and other athletes <laughs> around that his era that continue on. But Paul stayed part of the coaching scene, so it's meant that and as a team manager um to, uh, those sort of team of guernsey events so uh um, that's played a big certainly a, a big role in um the sort of the law for athletes and uh, and being part of pulling pulling together teams so yeah lee well thanks very much for coming in really yeah. appreciate your time no worries yeah thanks good to see you leading the way at the weekend and um <laughs> yeah i was gonna say stick with it that's not the right expression but yeah but yeah good to see you uh yeah 
keeping your toe in. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fun. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I think I'll get my feet wet in the mud every now and then, but that might just be about it for me. <laughs> oh, well, take care and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Lee Marion and Jamie Ingrell, uh belong in the same sentence. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> to me there. Uh, Gareth, where are you going to be this weekend? Um, I will be at Foots Lane. Fingers crossed that um, we have a playable pitch for rugby. Uh, you don't need to have it uh, too dry for rugby, but uh, Raiders are due back in action for the first time in several weeks when they host uh, TJs this weekend in both the men's and women's um, matches. So um, the ladies kick it off at half 11 and then the men follow on at half past one. So there should be two good matches. Looking forward to seeing some rugby, having not seen some for over a month now. It uh, seems like a long time. And uh, Vikings are away this weekend as well. So it's real back into full-on action. And um, I'll probably also pop into the hockey club. There's a full programme of league fixtures um, for the first time this this year. Um, after the um, ladies over 35s had a really good win away last weekend um, in their uh, EH Knockout Cup. So they've actually earned a home draw in the next round of that. So um, that was a great result for them. Yeah, you've got to go back to the start of October for a Raiders win um, at Foots Lane. TJ's uh, sort of mid-table. Um, Guernsey, as you'd expect from from that stat, uh, yeah, towards the bottom or fourth from bottom and in, in a relegation scrap, as we heard from um, Jordan Reynolds before Christmas. So uh, it be interesting to see how they uh, bounce back from that little run and bounce back from the festive break. Yeah, hopefully they'll have a few more players back and fit. Um, obviously, we mentioned Anthony Armstrong before. He um, has missed a large chunk of the season so far. But um, uh, as I understand it, sort of at the time of recording, he is sort of closing in on a on a return, which would be great for the Raiders. But they, they need sort of several bodies back. Obviously, we've got uh, a relatively small squad compared to some of the, the other clubs in, in National 2 East. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much all hands on deck for, for the second half of the season. And I think if we do get some key players back, then we should be pushing up the table and not um, not looking over our shoulders too much, fingers crossed. And we mentioned the indoor sports uh, top flight basketball returns this weekend with a, another of their Super Saturdays, which are sort of post-island games sort of initiatives I guess yeah the great and the great response uh, to basketball from the Ireland games um, it's sort of led to them putting on these on these uh, Saturday afternoon double headers and the Chargers face uh, Pistons in men's division one at three o'clock at Beausajour and that's followed by a big women's clash between Pumas and Comets which is um, always a close encounter so um, yeah it'll be a, another good weekend at the Sir John Loveridge Hall yeah coverage of all of that uh, in the press over the next few days um, it's where you'll find the best local sports coverage so do pick up a paper and if you're enjoying these podcasts that's the best way to um, support uh, what we're doing uh, is to pick up a paper six days a week um, cheers Gareth uh, we'll have more on our social media channels as well uh, throughout the week uh, at GSY Press Sport is where you'll find us um, for now see you later cheers Tony cheers Tony